you know, it was fine. It was just gen eds. Um, I put, you know, my notes on one half of my screen and Jeopardy on the other. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ian. Uh, if you say so, if you say so. And I'm Eli. And this is... Conspiracy Crashers. I love that you, like, got a little sidetracked by it. You were like, what? Oh. Like, I, I saw the whole thing across your face. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really happy about doing this this week. Um, we're doing the Lake City Quiet Pills. Quiet Pills? Yeah, Quiet Pills. Yeah. Even when I was reading it, I was like, silent pills. And I was like, that's not it. Like, I'm literally looking at it, seeing quiet, but whatever. Um, I really liked this one, though, because it, it veered into true crime territory in a not creepy way. Um, um, and I was like, I feel like you liked this one because it went into, like, coding and shit, too. We'll see. I was like, murder. <laughs> We both already talked about this with each other, but it's one that I found to be pretty believable. Yeah. And that's not very common for both of us to think one of them's believable. Mm-hmm. Usually it's just me and Ian's like, you dumbass. <laughs> well, I'll say that I'm half sold on this theory. Okay. That's an accomplishment in itself. That I it's not 100% unsold. I agree with you, though, like, that I'm not sold on that one thing that happens. Yeah. But, like, the rest of it, like, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do this. So we're going to begin with a Reddit user, Religion of Peace. We don't really know his actual name. This dude was kind of weird. Was I mean, I would say, like, grumpy old man, but, like, really aggressive grumpy old man. So drunk, grumpy old man. Like, the opposite of a Funkle. <laughs> I got called a Funkle today, and I was like, I don't even have, I'm not an uncle, but I'll take it. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, he's the opposite of a Funkle. A grum, grunkle. He didn't post very often, but he would comment on people's posts. And like, when he was commenting on things, it was like, get the fuck off of my internet. Just very... Abrasive? Voice crack included. Um, very abrasive, very aggressive. Um, like, to the point where, like, if I were on that Reddit thread, I didn't, I should have written what thread it was, but I didn't. Um, but if I were on that thread, I would have been like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to report you and leave. I don't want to deal with you. But in some of his comments, he claimed to have an extensive history in the military. Um, he said he enlisted in the military at age 14. And you might look at that and be like, what 14-year-old? Like, you can't do that. Here's the thing. It was World War II, apparently, when he enlisted. And I would say it's probably pretty easy when they're, like, drafting people and that desperate for people. I mean, I'm not going to say whether or not it was easy, because I wouldn't know. Right. But there are news stories about people who enlisted at 14. At the very least, not 18. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I have no clue if it's easy to enlist when they're desperate for a draft. But uh, clearly it's possible. So hand waving can sort of let that pass. Yeah, it's not completely 
unfathomable. Yeah, at least for that time period. Um, so um, he said he was present at the Battle of Normandy. Um, he said he went to Jerusalem in 47 and that he, um, after the war, stayed in a military field until 87 when he retired and went into a computer-related field because he said he did not have the money to just completely retire. And he said that's why he was able to be online all the time. So Reddit, you know, everything's on Reddit. Yeah. Um, from conspiracy theories to I follow one's pigs wearing tutus and tiaras. Um, no stone left unturned. Really, though, I'm sure, like, I know there's hacking tutorials on there. Um, like, everything's there. Um, but he was on this one forum in particular. Get, I couldn't find the name of it, but the description of it was basically like a thread of celebrities and porn stars who looked like they were underage. I think it was jailbait. It was jailbait. You're right. So, you know, it treaded that line of like, it's not illegal because they're 18, but they look like babies. So like, it's not okay either. But a lot of his like get off the internet posts and stuff like that was on that forum. When that forum got kind of close to shutting down, it didn't quite shut down yet. He created a site called LakeCityQuietPills.com. Which is a weird name for a website for people to post porn on. I think it also, but didn't it have sort of like a different name? Like, that may have been like the website itself, but I don't think it really went by that name, right? Um, I mean, that was the name of the site. And so, like, when he was linking people to it, it was, like, go to LakeCityQuietPills.com. Yeah, but then, like, if you went to the actual site, it just said something like uh, that old guy's image site or something like that? I have no idea because the site's down now i think you can actually find it in the web archives i shall attempt lake city quiet pills lake city quiet pills web archive this is probably something i should have done during my research but damn it why can't we find out what the hell he called his own site regardless i know that the name on the website was not displayed as Lake City Quiet Pills, even though that might have been the link. Still a weird domain for a website. Ah, that old guy's image host. Hey, you were right. Okay. Um, but yeah, still a weird domain name. And like a lot of people kind of thought that. They were like, um, that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like that. Um, but you know, we did it. <laughs> and Later on, I'm going to just say it now, but later on, people started, like, researching why it would have been that. Yeah. And um, it ultimately tied to, they think, Lake City Ammunition Plant, which was a government-owned and operated business, essentially, to build guns and weapons and shit for the war. Um, And since he claimed to have a military background, they thought it could be a little nod to that. Yeah. Um, I think they actually still do, uh, I think they actually still do produce, like, ammo. They do. So, that's all happening between, like, 07 and 09-ish. Okay. In 09, however, his account disappears. Um, So, 09. 
Mm -hmm. the account disappears. And everyone's like, the fuck? Because, I mean, he wasn't, like, posting all the time. But, like, you know, he was posting a decent amount. Yeah. Um, But then, about six hours later, there was another account created. Um, It was 2-6. And they only made one post. And it was as follows. It was titled... The end of religion of peace. And it said, Milo died today. He was 79 years old. He died at his desk looking at your site. Milo was a mean old fucker. Same. Um, mean and ornery. He hooked me up with, his, with my first gig when I got out of the army. I didn't like finding him like that. Milo didn't have any living relatives and no real friends and other than his landlady and a few people where he worked, he didn't talk to anyone about much of anything. Me, he just tolerated. As I said, he was mean. I think he used that as a shield to keep people away from him. Milo thought God was some kind of con game thought up by some lazy sons of bitches who didn't want to work every day. So, He's going into the fire on Monday without a service, just like he wanted. I'm planning to dump his ashes in the woods um, in Philadelphia near where he was born. Can't put them right there because there's a mall there now. I gave the girl next door his raggedy old cat and most of his books. His computer and Tronic shit he tagged for the disabled vets and the VVA. All the rest of the stuff is for Salvation Army. All those years and everything he owned fits in the trunk of my car. I don't know what else to say. I'll miss him. Miserable bastard. So, that's it. Let this be a message to everyone to, you know, take the time to appreciate the miserable bastards in your life, too. Right. Like, love the bastards in your life. Um, also, just, like, such a random post. Like, I, want, I, I have to wonder how many people actually get eulogies on Reddit. Um putting this out there now when I die I want my eulogy on reddit and reddit only I want a funeral where everyone wears bright colors and roasts me and then I want to be speared and put on a field for the birds to eat the look on your face right now (sighs) no I'm not saying we couldn't arrange it I'm just saying I'm not sure it's the kind of thing I'm not sure it's the kind of thing everyone's going to go for. The roasting part or the being put on a spear and eaten by birds part? Oh, no. Everyone will absolutely roast you. That's not a problem. (laughs) So I just don't want people to cry. Like, you know what I mean? Stick me on the spear and watch the birds eat me. I mean, we might cry from, like, the stench getting in our eyes. Right. right. I either want that. I want my (laughs) dead body dressed in a Superman costume and pushed out of an airplane. I cannot wait to see the poor lawyer who has to read your final will and testament. (laughs) Elliot Daniels wishes to be put in a Superman onesie and pushed out of an airplane. Sees the body just come flying down. I doubt it would be legal over land. (laughs) All right, maybe that's not how funerals work. Would be sick in more ways than one. Yeah, so continuing. Now that we've discussed Eli's plans for his own death, we can proceed. 
All right. I don't even remember where we stopped. We yeah. just talked about Lake City. We talked about his eulogy. We talked about his eulogy. That's how I got sidetracked into it. Okay, that. okay. Um, so following that, you know, there were a lot of comments of people being like, well, that's sad. We'll miss him. Whatever. Bye, bitch. Um, and then people started making their way over to LakeCityQuietPills.com. And people kept posting on it for like a really long time, actually. Like, they, I mean... And then somehow, someone got into the coding of it and found some real weird messages. And now we enter that in the code. There were like a shit ton of hidden messages that like dated back. It wasn't even like it was not a new thing. It dated, it spanned many years. And at first, it kind of looked like a job rec- recruitment a request board. Yeah, because things were like we need this people. We need blank blank for this. It looked like job listings. And like at first people were like, it's job listings for like military contractors. So like bodyguard. But then people started being like, is it assassin work? Is this a job listing board um, as well as a porn site for um, listing hitmen, assassins, military contractors, and black ops? I was a little like the fuck. Surely that's not how they do that, but whatever. I mean, I guess they were just banking on the people going to that site being so horny at the time that they would be too distracted to look at the HTML code of the website. That's all I can think. And apparently they were right for years. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's really a, like a, a negative against them or against literally everyone on the internet for years. I do wonder who gets the idea to be like, we should look into the coding of this porn site. Uh, my dad actually brought up some interesting, uh, some interesting uh, background on it. I don't think this is what happened with this website, but apparently uh, there there were some, um, I think, terrorist organizations that would uh, post images on websites, and then in like like individual pixels of those images would be uh, code, uh, HTML code which would uh, include like descriptions of like targets and locations. And, you know, you wouldn't know that unless you zoomed in in exactly the right place. But uh, the fact that we know that this is a thing that's been done implies that nothing will escape human curiosity. Right. The guy was a programmer. He actually posted stuff on r slash programming, I think. So it's possible that some of the people who had read his posts and stuff decided like as you know like in in his memory to check out the programming of his site yeah the first like weird thing in it that people that made people think that it was um a little more incriminating than just like a normal job listing board is that um there was a message in there that said dispensing lake city quiet pills to lousy bastards in need of permanent rest since 1968 and people were like, huh, that's not incriminating. It's not the most uplifting motto. Uh, I do actually have to ask now, when was euthanization first legalized, like, anywhere? Um, of humans? <laughs> yeah, legal. Um, the first country to legalize it was the Netherlands, and that was in 2001. Well, 
that takes uh, that takes one possibility off the table because I was about to say the only other like the only other implication I could get from like a quiet pill would be like a euthanasia. Yeah. Either way, we're killing people. <laughs> but one is humanely. If they ask for it, it's humane. What if they didn't ask for it? I mean, you could argue that same thing for the quiet pills. That's true. Bullets definition too, you know? You're right, you're right. So regardless, they're like, huh, that's not normal. And then we backtrack back to the Lake City ammunition plant. Yep. Um, Because now they're like, oh, well now it's like almost definitely connected somehow. We don't know how, but like it's probably connected. Yeah. And so that brought in the implication that our quiet pills are bullets. Pew pew. So especially, especially just in context. It doesn't go well. So yeah, so we have the euphemism of quiet pills decorating this site. Yeah, and then there was more odd posts like asking for people um to do things and like all of those posts were very vague. I have like the full list from July 17th, 2009 here. I can read it off. All the job listings. Okay, go for it. So here's one. Immediate need. 8 to 10 Chinese slash Korean. Fluent Korean dialect accent. Details after contact. 12 week half pay sequester on refusal. Aside from what appear to be like prerequisite lingual qualifications, we know nothing about this job. Oh, and that apparently they're either asking for eight to 10 Chinese or Korean people, or this involves a group of eight to 10 Chinese Korean people. Another one says four for 24 seven DP, two week gig, fluent English. We have four ing slash French, Private security on cruise must be bondable. That's probably the closest we get to like an exact description of what the job is actually demanding. Immediate need 12 SA Spanish speaking. No papers required. No records kept. Four week paid. Sequester if refused. That's a little suspect, isn't it? It is a little sus. Yeah. As you, as you can see, like, in context, the message board has some... It, it has some underlying messages which imply something illicit as opposed to a more legitimate thing like security details. For Italian-Spanish speakers, no Euro W slash W must be bondable. Right, and what is W slash W? Did you write that down? Uh, well, actually, there isn't, like, a definition given on the site, at least to what I can see. Uh, so all we really have are guesses. And one of the more common guesses online, given, like, these guys' military uh, past, is that W slash W stands for wet work, which is basically military lingo for any work you do in which someone has to die and the body must be disposed of. Right. And then the other one I saw as like a main thought of it was wants and warrants. Possible. I mean, like things are getting sus. And then 
if that's not sus enough, his hard drive was bricked, which meant everything on his computer was destroyed, which means they yeah. got rid of any incriminating evidence that was on there. That was a couple years yeah. later, though, right? It was a couple of years later when they did that to the site, but it was done like immediately to his personal computer. So then in 2010, there's a post that was like, um, if you worked with him between 05 and 09 to contact them because it was in the will that they were going to get an inheritance of some sort of like, I think it was 4,500. I believe the exact phrase was the man was loaded. Oh, it was. So, you know, if you did whatever he's doing with him get some money so we have that post and so now people are like why are they getting money like whatever they were doing was something close enough with him and something important enough that they're deserving of a couple thousand extra dollars and now we're gonna enter the true crime we introduced like what the lake city quiet pills actually refers to which is Whoever this group of people is that is working with, like, I suppose that that makes what Religion of Peace's tech job, like, description was, is basically he was, like, a middleman on this job listing thing. Yeah. And so the Lake City Quiet Pills, I wonder if that refers to, like, the actual name of, like, the Guns for Hire as, like, an organization. Literally just, like, a motto. That's a possibility. I didn't think about that beforehand. Regardless, there you have it. But that's basically where the story ends in terms of just that's figuring out what these guys are about. Uh, but there's not, there's not really a conspiracy here yet. So uh, what's the conspiracy part of this? Here we go. 2010. There's a post about a party. I'm a shy, shy little boy, so... Um... Keep me as far away from any fucking party as possible, please and thank you. There's a post about a party. This is January of 2010. Um, and this is our good old man 2-6 again. And it says, Happy New Year, everyone. We're having a birthday party for the old man on the 19th. Party starts at 1500 at the usual. Send your RSVP to Shade. FYI, we're booking a room for three days for anyone coming from out of area and overnight for locals. Come hoist one for Dutch Milo. To me, something like that sounds very fam like familial. Like, you're not going to just get a bunch of strangers and be like, here's a hotel for three days. I suppose. So, I mean, like, just again, it shows that, like, whatever these they... Guys were, these guys knew each other. Yeah, like, they were a tight little pack. Whatever they're doing, yeah. I don't know. But, like, they were a little pack. I mean, we already knew that when in his will, Religion of Peace left thousands of dollars for all these guys. I don't know. Okay, we're adding another character. I don't know how to say his name. According to my notes, we're talking about Mahmoud al -Mabu. Yes. One more time. Mahmoud Al-Mabwa. Mabwa? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Mabwa, I'm not trying to make fun of him. I just didn't do my research, I'm sorry, on how to pronounce names. Um, he joined a thing called the Muslim Brotherhood. Do you know what that is, Ian? Hmm. I would assume it's a brotherhood of Muslims. <laughs> not good enough for you. I actually didn't look specifically into the Brotherhood of Muslims. I was more interested in his uh, in his uh, political job. 
All right. So basically, it was founded in 28, and um, they operate under, like, a lot of names um, and go through uh, social and violent methods um, to basically um, create what they believe to be, like, the ultimate brotherhood. Um, A good comparison if you're a person who needs a comparison would be al-qaeda that's what essentially we're dealing with so they're like a militant political force yeah so he's part of that i'm gonna let my cat in that might be a mistake it's usually he screams at the door and then once he's in he's like thank you okay do you have fomo is that fomo and here he is hello you know, you're on camera. It is Kit. So he's part of the brotherhood thing, which is like not a good thing. Because I mean, like, I'm all for political groups, but let's not. Violence is not the answer. So being well, a part of this brotherhood. Made him a disliked man. Yeah. But it also made him a man of pretty great influence in it the really end. really did. He, uh, uh, he was what? Chief? Chief? Uh, and Chief weapons. of Logistics and Weapons Procurement for yeah. Hamas. Yes. It's, it's connected to the Palestinian branch of the Brotherhood that you're talking about. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's, yeah, he's really influential, but he's also just not a good dude. And he has a lot of kind of hate against him because he's killed people and shit. Um, and he'd had assassination attempts against him already. There were only two, I think. The first one was in 09, but the one we're going to talk about is 2010. Because um, the first one failed. I think he was supposed to be poisoned, but then for, like, unexpected reasons, it, he wound up not quite having a lethal dose or something. Yeah, it made him really sick. He ended up in hospital. But it didn't kill him. So, yeah. like, it was one of those things where it was like, you were close, I'll give you partial credit. Yeah, so whoever was trying that first assassination was like, well, here we go again. So, Mabois was going to Dubai, and did you figure out what he was doing there? I don't. I know that he was, uh, he was planning on staying there for two days, and I think he was going to have a, I think he was planning on flying out to some sort of negotiation afterwards. Okay. I'm not I'm not sure specifically why he was in Dubai though aside from it being just a convenient stopping in point. I think it was just on the way to his actual business des- uh, destination. Um there's going to be 24 hours of this trip where he doesn't have any security with him. And in this case that's a big uh-oh. Because somehow Someone had hacked into his computer and got access to all of his whereabouts and travel information. Like he knew where, whoever did this knew where they were going to be and what they were doing. So they made travel plans that mirrored his. Um, So they're all getting there around the same time now. While they were there, there were two attempts at assassination. One was successful, one wasn't. So I guess he had three total. Okay. 
the first attempt there that didn't work was a car bomb. And I don't really know what that means other than like a bomb in a car somehow. And I don't know if it like would be a thing that would like detonate as soon as they turn on the car or like, I don't know. I think in general, like a car bomb refers to something that is triggered to explode a car due to uh, the ignition. So it would have been like pretty much as soon as they turned it on. Yeah. So it was a group of people. Um, they said anywhere from 10 to 18. Had actually come to Dubai five times before this to like surveillance the area um, in preparation for what happened. And so through a combination of their five trips and the hacked computer, they had figured out every hotel that Mabois had stayed in on other trips to, to Dubai. And so they all checked in. The, like, the group of them had rooms in every single hotel. Being like, he'll come to one of them. Um, which I'm like, if you were tracking his stuff, why didn't you just figure out what hotel he was going to be in, you know? Well, as I recall, what happened was they... Uh, they had like a Trojan horse in his uh, computer and they were going through his, uh, his like contacts, like his emails. Mm -hmm. And he had specifically discussed when he would be arriving, not, uh, not necessarily uh, where he was staying. And besides they had guys on the ground to follow him the whole time. So it didn't matter. So while they're following him on the ground, they were all following from a distance. Mm-hmm. And this can be seen, I did watch it, on security footage. Every once in a while, they would go into the bathroom and change disguises. Whether that was a new wig, a new hat, a new outfit, whatever. It seemed like every 45-ish minutes, someone was going in and coming out with, like, it was just, you could tell it was the same person, but, like, one thing would be different. I actually have to ask because I don't I don't know, but uh, this I always kind of thought that this like changing disguises midway through like tailing someone was a myth, because I never understood how in the time it took you to change your disguise you wouldn't lose your target. Well, we know there were multiple people following him, mm-hmm. and I my understanding because I mean from the footage I found it was only in the hotel that they were changing. Okay. It looked like there were two of them in there, and, like, they would go one at a time and change. Okay, Um, that makes a lot more sense to me. It also makes sense to me that they would only do it, like, in the hotel, because that, the thing I was thinking is, like, they were, like, following him to the hotel, then stopped to change. Meanwhile, he's still walking to his hotel. I was like, I don't feel like this is an effective strategy. Yeah. So, like, knowing that it was only within, like, a confined area where, you know, once you go into a hotel to check in, you're probably going to be there a while. Right. So it makes sense. Finally, LeBois shows up to one of the hotels. And, I mean, literally, the security tape I watched, it was, like, time-lapsed of the, like, footage. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, 20 minutes of material. Like, it was not short. Um, but you can see him checking in. And he goes to the elevator. His room was number 230. And you can see the two men in the hotel follow him. They go up with him. They haven't, like, spoken to him as far as I could tell. Um, And they walk past the room, see him go in it, so they've noted where where he is now. 
And then they just turned and left as soon as he was in the room. And they go downstairs and a man named Peter Alviner, which is not his real name. We don't know his real name because they all had fake IDs. Um, got room 237 and sent out a message somehow to everyone that was like, yo, meet me in 237. We're going to get ready here. This is where he is. It's go time. Um, so Mabwa leaves to go do whatever he was doing in Dubai. And the group of assassinators um, made their way to room 230 and started to um, basically hack into the key card system so they could get into the room. And um, in order to do this, they had one man on lookout that way, if anyone came by, they could, like, not be on the ground trying to hack into something. And you can see it on the security tape that someone does come by, and they just completely were like, it still looks really sus, because there's just a group of guys standing in the middle of the hall, like, you know, acts natural. Mm -hmm. They got access to the room, finally, and they all went in and closed the door. And I don't know how you would hide 10 men in a like single person bedroom but whatever well i was actually thinking about this and all i know is that like i know that a lot of different hotels rooms and even like in the picture of the hotel room uh that i think i saw uh from the albastan uh rotana hotel uh it's not like your door opens up and you have a view of the entire room typically you have like separate like bathroom uh facility like in front of where you're at, where like the beds and stuff are in the rest of the room and so as a result you have like this huge blind spot to one of your sides as you enter your room if you're not expecting 10 people to jump out at you behind a corner you're not going to be able to stop 10 people from jumping out at you at a corner um so this next part gets a little wonky because it's not on security footage because there's not, I guess there's not security cameras in the room itself. Um, you see him come back around 8.30. He goes in. 20 minutes later, all of the men come out and go back into 2.37. And Mabois doesn't come out. Within 10 minutes after the men return to 2.37, you can see them on the camera leaving one by one with their belongings. In six hours of this happening, all 10 men, or 18, however many there were, were on a plane going back home. Yeah, there were some weird things about the actual like body and scene of the crime. I think they found him like mm, 13 or so hours later, but they found him the next day, midway through the day. And the first, the first thing I really had to ask is the chain lock from the inside was locked. And like, how though? I mean, there's definitely ways. Um, my first thought is a coat hanger because those chains, you know, it's a chain. So if yeah. you, you can stick it through and hook it. No, I get that. But did we see that on video at any point? Two of them did linger by the door but I couldn't tell exactly what they were doing. 
but also, you know, security footage is not always the best. Yeah, although in this case, I don't see what benefit they, anyone would have to manipulating yeah, it. True. I mean, if, if it were the assassins manipulating this video, they did a really bad job. <laughs> I think the initial autopsy thought he died of natural causes. Yep, that's what we're getting into. As we said, Mabua never left the room. These other men now have said, bye. Um, somewhere in this time frame of him being dead and being found, he missed multiple calls from his wife, which I personally think is really sad. Could you imagine, like, Trixie trying to get in contact with you and you're, like, on the floor dead? I mean, in this case, I wasn't responsible for, you know, the deaths of many people, but... That's but true. sure, I'm, I'm sure for the wife, at least, it was sad. Yeah. Maybe not for anyone else. I don't know how they got alerted, but, like, the people working in the hotel were like, this isn't normal, we should go check on him. And so they went to check on him. The door was locked from the inside, like Ian said, um, including the chain. And I mean, it can be done. And if you want to go and watch the footage later, for people listening, it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, the 20-minute video was, like, literally one of the first results. But the door's locked from the inside with the chain. So they've got to get it open somehow. Um, there wasn't footage for this, unfortunately. Well, no, not unfortunately, because I don't want to see anyone coming up to find a dead body. I'm assuming they, like, I mean, we're in 2010. That's not that long ago. They got wire cutters or something. Yeah. There's no bruising. There's no blood. There's no sign of forced entry or trauma to the body. So because of this, they deemed it to be natural. So they're just like, well, he just kind of passed out and didn't wake up. But then they did an autopsy, which is interesting because they don't always do autopsies when it appears to be natural. I mean, how long did it take for them to actually check? I don't know. Because if they checked the camera footage before doing the autopsy, that would be your reason. <laughs> That's true. Also, I mean, keep in mind, again, like, it's not like we're emphasizing it in this story, but the guy was in a legitimately like high authority position within a, like a government, a governmental body of like a huge region. So like his death probably would warrant some sort of extra attention. So yeah. maybe that's why they gave him an autopsy. That's true. I just, I mean, they usually don't do it unless there is a sign of something being a little bit off because it's time consuming. It, kind of destroys the body because you have to break like rib bones and like the chest the sternum and like so you don't do an autopsy unless something seems off but they did an autopsy and the autopsy report showed that he was injected with a fast acting paralyzing agent now it was a muscle relaxer i guess that somehow worked also as a paralyzing thing keep in mind if you overdose on any muscle relaxant you eventually get a paralyzing agent right but of course the real cute thing is a paralyzing agent isn't going to kill you. So he's awake still. He just can't move. Um, but then they figured out he was electrocuted. So he was awake for that. And then he actually died um, via suffocation with a pillow. Now, bringing that in, because I did say they wouldn't do it unless there were signs, 48 hours after someone is suffocated with a pillow, there are some slight signs. Of, I imagine so. There's... Um, like, your skin usually turns gray when you die, but there's a more bluish tint if it's suffocation. Also, I believe it ruptures something in your throat. So, like, they, it's very possible that they found him and said, oh, this looks natural, and then put him in the freezer or whatever until the funeral. Yeah. 
and someone went to check make sure it's the right person and then they were like oh fuck that's not normal but now they're like okay so this was intentional so then police officers went to check the footage and through that footage they were able to trace the movements of these people where they were when they were doing these things when they left where they went because they were able to get in contact with the airports and the people driving cars and shit and like figure it all out and we find out that they were all using fake passports to get in which um a lot of shit went down on israel for that because they were like you didn't notice that these were fake like really to to remind people of like what's going on here israel and palestine mortal enemies for religious purposes so when something goes wrong with like a palestinian government agent of of sorts and the is and Israel is looking like the other way to stuff that happened to them they're basically calling it a hate crime you didn't notice 18 fake passports coming in at once the problem with this was the fake passports were from U- the uk australia france germany and ireland so this unknowingly got them involved but you know they're tracking everything now trying to figure out who did it um and somehow they got like a phone trace from like the hotel phones and um they found that a phone call was made to a man in austria who they presumed to be the coordinator of this mission obviously they're trying to be discreet to get there and get this done they don't want to get caught so you might be asking how did they get there are you gonna ask the question how did they get there thank you some of them (laughs) paid in cash um and the majority of them however use payoneer it's a prepaid card and these prepaid cards were from the u.s so now we're tied in too however the CEO um, of Payoneer, Yuval Tal, um, supposedly had ties with um, the Israeli intelligence, which put an instant assumption that Israel was involved with this. Yeah. And again, Israel-Palestine, mortal religious enemies, battling for territory and rights constantly with each other. And Israel was like basically the target of most of the movements of Hamas, which he was like the chief logistics guy. So like, if we're talking motive, Israel had plenty. So not impossible at all. And um, the shitty thing is it did tie in all of these other countries who did not have a part of it and had no knowledge that they were even involved in this. So now we're like a month later, we're in February now. Um, In February, the chief of the Dubai police stated publicly that the assassination was most likely ordered by Mossad, which um, was um, the Israel intelligence force. Um, And he said they'd wanted justice and revenge against Malbois um, for several years. If we're going to get real sus, Israel didn't deny it. Instead of denying it, they said that international press was watching too many Bond movies. Still implicit denial, but also to be fair, this thing kind of played out exactly like a Bond movie, so. Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Awesome, bro. Take 
Yeah, man, I hoped you noticed I got it from Phoenix Fit. Like the bird? No, it's spelled F-N-X Fit. Fuel for greatness. Oh, yeah, man, you are pretty great. You know, I've totally heard of them. I get my protein powder from them. Dude, bro, you use protein powder? That's why you look so good. Man, thanks, bro. Dude, I'm looking at the website right now. They donate a gallon of clean water to parts of the world that don't have it every time you make a purchase. Well, bro, that's so beautiful. Just like our bromance, dude. I love you, bro. No, I love you, bro. Use the code CRASHER with a capital C for 15% off every purchase at fnxfit.com. So the people were placed on the most wanted list. Now here's the issue. They were all using fakes and they only had um, surveillance footage to go off of. So even though they were placed on the most wanted list, it didn't really do much good because, you know, these people were wearing disguises, they were using fakes, they're not the most easy to find. So that's a little problematic because no one knew who they actually were. Now, I believe I mentioned that like Ireland, the UK, Australia, Scotland, Germany, were all part of this now. Mm-hmm. So they're really looking into things. So they basically, at the end of the day, um, the Irish officials said that Israel had to have helped create or distribute these fraudulent fraudulent passports and started really um, hounding them for answers. Um, Upon Australia's investigations, they decided the same thing. So, I mean, we're really really just pointing fingers at Israel. Foreign Minister Stephen Smith publicly summoned the Israeli ambassador to explain the incident, to be like, dude, what the fuck? But ended up having to seize all cooperation with the Israel intelligence. So like basically they were being little assholes. Just, it just doesn't look good. The minute you stop cooperating when people are already pointing fingers at you, it really looks bad. You've seen it happen with um, Madeline McCann, um, with Jean Monnet. Um, pretty much as soon as someone's like, no, it wasn't me, and then stops cooperating with you, it's usually them. So Israel's like, nope, we're done. Um, and the United States also was like, hey, we're not going to cooperate. Why would we do that? The U.S. officials had the cardholder details for the Payoneer credit cards. So if they had cooperated, they would have been able to figure out like exactly who bankrolled this whole operation. Like it just, it really looks bad that they did that too. Just more damning evidence to throw at Israel. But also the U.S. Like if we have the information, why aren't we? Well, was, was it the U.S. or Payoneer that Okay. The U.S. had the information and wouldn't give it over. But, like, God damn it! Like, this whole thing <laughs> would have been figured out if, like, the U.S. had just been like, here's the card information. So, because we didn't cooperate, your assassins just kind of disappeared. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually kind of crazy because I even looked through the news and, like, aside from people refreshing 
the events of the story of the assassination, I have not seen like any news on further progress in the investigation since like 2012 was like the latest. Yeah. And so like, there's been like, like for the last decade, there have been exactly zero developments in this case. Mm -hmm. Well, I need to do some digging on if the case was closed. That would be worth looking at because I actually don't know. I, okay, I shouldn't say there were zero developments, but there were zero worthwhile developments. Uh, there were like a couple arrests made, none of which panned out. However, two men in the United Arab Emirates, 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 were arrested um, and charged, not for the killing though, but for coordinating it. However, they got no sentence. So, Essentially, they were like, you did a bad thing. Bye. While they were charged, they were not convicted. Yeah. It probably means they didn't have any sufficient evidence to prove it was them. Not necessarily suspicious, just unfortunate. <laughs> um, so another guy, I don't know if you could find the real name, but all I could find was Brodsky. Who are you talking about? He was the other person arrested. Uh... I don't think I have a note on a Brodsky. Well, Brodsky was arrested in Poland in June of 2010 and was extradited to Germany, um, where he was meant to stand trial for crimes related to the assassination of, sounded like they were fairly confident that our bro Brodsky over here was involved. However, he was released on bail and kind of disappeared without a trace. So identity change, maybe? Maybe. I don't know how easy it is to change your identity. Um, I know it's not easy to change your name, no, <laughs> legally at least. But now we have a lot of dudes who have just kind of killed someone and then slid it off to God knows where. Which, to me, is very Jack the Ripper. Like Jack the Ripper, but more high profile. Unfortunately, with Jack the Ripper, he did target prostitutes, and he did that very smartly, knowing that back in that time, they really weren't respected. This is actually considered one of the most high-profile assassinations of the modern era, which is really interesting because it is unanswered on who and why and is marked as a cold case. That's all I have on the assassination. If there's anything I missed or anything you want to hit on the assassination itself. I do want to pose one question for the viewers. Just for them to mull over a bit. If your job was simply to assassinate someone, you might have needed the muscle relaxants to paralyze them. And you might have needed to suffocate them or electrocute them to death. But if your job was simply to murder someone, would you need to do all three? The only thing I could think of would be um, the amount of time it takes to suffocate someone can actually take a really long time, surprisingly. And so maybe the initial intention was to just electrocute him but the voltage wasn't high enough. And so they resorted to a second option. 
I can see where that would come from, but on the other hand, I can't... I mean, these guys did everything else so smoothly. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they would make a basic error like not bringing high enough voltage. Um, uh, uh, I mean, accidents can happen, so it's not impossible. I just find it unlikely. Yeah. But also, why suffocate? Because, like... Well, in this case, the why was somewhat explained earlier in your... Uh, analysis where they needed to have enough time to escape before someone declared, wow, this is a real problem. We need to lock down all the airports and stuff so these murderers can't leave. Uh, So the suffocation with the pillow specifically to avoid leaving external marks, which would indicate anatomy. Right. I mean, shooting them would obviously, stabbing them would obviously be an answer immediately to how he died. Yeah strangulation would because you'd have bruises on your neck because that takes a lot more force than people realize realistically you give the muscle relaxant and then you either electrocute them to death or smother them to death and your job is done to me it seems like it must have been a personal sort of investment in the murder where they specifically wanted to torture him before killing him it's very possible because they did use the muscle relaxer knowing it would paralyze him so he wouldn't be able to get away, but it wasn't going to kill him. Possible they literally did it just to make him suffer before he died. What an asshole. Um, But also, he too murdered people, so... Yeah. This kind of strengthens the idea of the motive of the Israeli spies doing this. And we definitely have a large amount of motive for the crime. Yeah. Like, there's no lack of motive. I mean, the whole thing's extra, but, I mean, murder in general is extra. Like, violence is not the answer. So now we're gonna tie it all up with a nice ribbon and send you off with some murder. (laughs) So, you know, our birthday celebration, our cryptic note on that for good old religion of peace. May I remind you, or let's see, we'll quiz Ian. What time was it starting? The party? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the plan was for it to be on January 19th. No, the time, not the date. The time. The actual time? I have not a clue. So 1500 local, which would have been what? Um, 3 p.m.-ish? Sure. When was Mabois' flight? S- don't know, but contextually, I'm going to guess it was around 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Again, that's really sus. We're gonna start the party right when we're right when he's flying. Like knowing that they all showed up pretty close to it. So the post after that was we got thirty-eight rooms at the Marriott on forty-six. Give travel name to desk and that's it. So like that's a little like what to me um yeah i don't know if to you that like is i can't think of any reasoning for that for for what for a bunch of rooms in the same hotel no not that just only the give travel name and that's it why are we oh yeah um no id since we're covering the bill and we know that they're all dealing with fakes, so you're not going to want to show your ID. Um, 
Keep the room service under 500, okay? The phones there are not secure. And we know this because they were able to trace the call to someone in Austria. I have to ask though, were they calling this guy in Austria with the hotel phones or with their own phones? Um, it sounded like the hotel phone, but I could be completely wrong. Okay. After that says, um, Bus from the hotel leaves at 13.30. Car service vouchers for return trip when you're ready to crash. Don't DUI. Now, four things. These are really specific instructions for a party. Like, this is some cryptid fucking shit I'm not going. Second thing. Who needs a travel name for a birthday party? Maybe it's like one of those masquerade parties. You're not supposed to know who you are. So check into the hotel by lying who you are. Lying about yes, All right. yes, all right. It's what religion of peace would have wanted. Three. Why are we worrying about insecure phone lines? I mean, to be fair, we worry about like the FBI taping our calls already, and we're not, and we're not even being assassinated. So I'm sitting here talking about murder. So I know I'm just saying, like, it's a general fear. So maybe these guys are just paranoid. I lied. I have like six points, not four. Sorry. Okay, keep going. Four. The DUI. Adults don't really need to be reminded not to drive under the influence. I mean, some people do. Unless they're trying to say that legal entanglements could happen. It could be really messy. They don't want to get caught doing whatever they're doing. Five. What kind of party rents 38 rooms a big one but like considering we can fit you like family of five we've stayed in a one room you know like how many people would have been at this fucking party a mystery indeed and i lied i only had five things sorry so after those messages and the five points i just brought up there wasn't really any activity on the coding for a couple of weeks. Then, on February 2nd, 2010, there was another little thingy. And it said, here is the final for the party. Hotel rooms, 48,341. Limo, 6,080. Bus, 569. Bar bill, 18,890. Food, 8,030. Dancers, 8,300. Miscellaneous tips, 850. Miscellaneous expenses, 2840. Med supplies, 180. In parentheses, it says Fat Tommy and Stu are okay too. <laughs> you have any idea what that means? Because I don't. I really don't. I assume those are nicknames for other people All right. who might have gotten injured in some way. Hmm. Otherwise, I'm not sure why it would be mentioned next to med supplies. The two guys who got arrested? I have notes on that later. All right. Um, total, 94,080. You all did Dutch Milo proud. Thanks. So then... That was the last post involving the party and whatever happened there. Following that, there went right back to the like normal postings. 
and that all went until about June. Obviously, we're going to circle back to Reddit. Our Redditors had found this, and we're posting it everywhere. And as soon as they, whoever was running the site, realized it was being posted, it ended up getting encrypted into symbols and numbers instead of the messages. Mm-hmm. Now, people figured out the code to that, though, and started decoding that. And so it once again became encrypt- like a new encryption. And so anytime people started to decipher it, it would get re-encrypted. It got taken offline entirely. Now, that was the end of it. And so essentially, we have a porn site that became something else. Um, And it could have been an accidental evolution. It seems to definitely be a posting board for like military members. And it seems to be mainly contracting work. Um, Starting with Milo. So that might not actually be his name. It's a rank. It's military intelligence. You don't try that again anyway. Yep. (laughs) It's military intelligence liaison officer. So that's an issue. Um, Because now we don't know if this entire time we were even coding Milo so that no one could figure out who he was. Now, um, 2-6 was our Reddit username. And on the site, on the post on the site, it was Angel 2-6. or in English, not not U.S. military, but like English military, U.K. military, it's 2-6 heave. And that means pulling effort is required to make an action work. So basically, it has to be a team effort. Yeah. and so that could all tie into what happened. If these messages were on the website for almost as long as the website was up, it's, it may not actually be that it was like a gradual shift over. It's quite possible the image hosting website was just a front. Okay. Like it was always intended to just be a convenient place for these kinds of interactions. Yeah. So obviously the theory was that this site was the front for a secret hitman operation, specifically of Mabois. Yes. Really fun to say. Mahmoud al-Mabois. Mabois. Um, so here's the thing. Some things don't line up. Um, specifically some of Religion of Peace's posts. According to 6-2's post, he was 79 when he died. However, a comment Religion of Peace made two years before said he was only 70. So So, a little bit of an age discrepancy. Yeah, and nine years, or well, I guess in that case, seven years, is a decent amount. Like, it's not like a teeny tiny, like I was a year off discrepancy. The next thing that didn't sit right is the language that's used. There's so many fucking typos, which interestingly goes for it and against it. Because if it was a hoax to keep up that certain 
typos and um, poor grammar and everything throughout years would be really impressive, really hard. Okay. Um, but there's a thing called you classify. And you're able to put text in it and it analyzes um, the age and language of the text. So like based on typos, based on words, what age you, that person would most likely be in. Yeah. Um, and they did that with some of these postings and it came back um, with age 36 to 50. Now, you could be dealing with someone who's not the most educated, but also we already had an age discrepancy to begin with. And this is a second possible discrepancy, which mm -hmm. posed the possibility that this was all just some really weird hoax. It could also be that Reddit users are just looking into it too much and are kind of overreacting. Okay. However, if it were a hoax or even a game, why would you spend years to make something like this and then immediately shut it? I mean, for me, the better question is why not just use an encrypted server in the first place? Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to have like a public server where you do this, why would you actively invite people from the public to the server? That just, it doesn't add up. Um, it seemed like something they worked years on. And then another website popped up pretty quickly after that was doing a similar thing and then got deleted again. So okay. it's like they were moving operations, um, which works for it being real a little more than it does a hoax. Yeah. Um, so for my point, from what I researched, the age discrepancy was my biggest hoax. Okay. It's Ian's turn. I got a little picky with my evidence here. So... I want to recall something you said way early on about religion of peace, which was that he described himself in a post as having worked in the military for a really long time. And then he sort of, he left, but then he needed to get a, a tech job because he was sort of low on money. First of all, there's a thing called retirement benefits. And if he worked in military service, as long as he said he did, he probably would have qualified for them. In which case, comments he makes about paying for uh, health, uh, for like medical bills out of pocket and not having enough money to get by seems unlikely. Mm -hmm. He would have probably had pretty decent coverage and at least some sort of stipend he could live off of. Um, it also is later contradicted by 2-6, 2-6, stating on the Lake City Quiet Pills site that he, Milo was loaded yep. and had money for everybody. You, you can't be broke and rich at the same time. I'm sorry. Uh, so I saw a little discrepancy there. I also thought it was a little weird that people were jumping to the assumption that, that these guys were hitmen because like, while there are some weird implications here, Nothing about most of the job posts specifically indicates that there was actual murdering happening on these jobs. All of the ones that are specifically mentioned with like detailed descriptions of what they are, are for surveillance and security. We don't have a direct reason to believe these guys were literally mercs for hire. So that was my, that was my general 
dissent for the theory itself about Lake City Quiet Pills, whether or not it was a hoax. I also have more specific evidence, which seems to imply that these guys were not behind the assassination. Okay. So the very first thing that caught my eye was when they said that the party was going to be at the, at the Marriott on 46. Well, the Marriott is a hotel. It's a very particular brand of hotel. And uh, if you're saying something like hotel on 46, it typically implies a street of some sort. But I checked every 46th street in Dubai on Google Maps. And not only do most of the, uh, and not only are most of them like several kilometers away from an actual hotel, but none of them are situated near a Marriott hotel. So unless they were using some very vague term and just using Marriott as a generalization for hotels overall, where they were implying the party was going to take place doesn't match up with the Dubai scenario with the assassins. Also, they said that they were renting out hotel rooms for three days. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. The problem is yep. the absolute longest that any of the hitmen stayed was 54 hours, which it's for all of you who can count to 24 twice, you'll know that that's only barely over two days. But even then, that's assuming the maximum time, whereas most of the guys who actually went in and did the assassination were there for less than 24 hours. So they didn't need to book hotel rooms for three days. Again, another discrepancy. Additionally, they said that they got 38 rooms in the same hotel, which disagrees with the actual assassination tactic where they, bu they booked many rooms in different hotels, specifically because they didn't know which hotel um, that he would be going to. So they had to prepare a bunch of different places for different people in different locations. So the implication that all of these rooms were concentrated in a Marriott hotel on 46th tells me this isn't describing the assassination in Dubai. Right. Yeah. So no, nothing about the actual hotel descriptions makes any sense in this context. There also are a bunch of expenses which just don't make sense listed in the party bill for this. Like, why would you waste six? Uh, it, they never say what currency they're, they're basing their party bill on. You know, they say they spent 6,080 something on limo. Secret assassins don't ride in flashy limos. It draws attention. Are you sure? I'm very sure. Now, are we in Israel or Palestine? Dubai. That's where the assassination actually happens, was in, in Dubai. It would be the dirham then, is the like common currency for it. Yeah, but remember, these guys are doing, if they're writing their own bill, they might be converting things to wherever, whatever currencies they prefer. So maybe US dollars, pounds, euros. Right, to US dollars. What did they say a, li a limo cost? 6,080. They, they spent a total of 6,080. We also don't know how many limos that would imply they bought. 6,080 um, in their currency, the Durham to US dollars is 1,621. I could imagine that being spent on a limo, maybe. Mm -hmm. Medical supplies for 180. Yeah, um, that like, would be $45-ish. I'm just saying, 
I don't see any indication that any of these agents would have been injured during this operation. So it seems a bit of a waste to even account med supplies. I guess you should always have something on hand in case the absolute worst happens, but it just seems like an extraneous expense for what, for yeah. med supplies that would not be used because there were no, they knew there would be no body guards. So they weren't expecting a fight or anything. Right. Uh, so it, I'm not sure why this med supplies would be relevant. So looking at the rest of it though, cause I did it 13,000 for the hotel rooms, um, 133 for the bus, um, 5,051 on, um, are you calculating how many, how much it all cost? Yeah. From a, from Durham to us dollar. They have the total listed and you can just convert that. Some of us aren't that smarty in. Let's see. My next note was about the two arrests that happened. So you mentioned how uh, Fat Tommy and Stu are okay. And you thought maybe that had to do with the two guys who were arrested. Alas, that's not true because um, the message was sent February 2nd, 2010. However, the arrests were reported on February 16th, 2010. So after they had already said Fat Stu and Tommy are okay. So it doesn't make sense for them to be predicting the future. I'm inclined to say these are unrelated. Yeah. The other thing that hit me as weird is that it didn't match up with the modus operandi for the assassin squad on the Lake City Quiet Pills. Because first of all, if you actually look at like most of the jobs listings, none are for the Middle East. There's only one I can find which actually requested Arabic and Farsi language proficiency. Far Farsi is a, is a Persian. You'd use it in like Iran. But if you, you know, there was only one posting for anything revolve, involving an Arabic uh, language requirement. All the others show uh, listings which use languages from like Europe, from Asia, and possibly from the Americas. If we if we count perhaps some of the Spanish targets were for like Mexico or, but we don't see anything that really implies that they would go to the Middle East for any of their jobs, especially since we have a quote where they said we aren't sending anyone to M E, no one. Don't ask for listings, and they sent that just like half a year before the uh, assassination in Dubai. So unless in half a year change what appears to be a policy of theirs to not do business in in the Middle East. It doesn't add up. If anything, it implies that they were not involved. So that's basically what I had. Knowing all of that, having that all out in, in, in the open. What are your thoughts on this conspiracy theory? What do you think of the Lake City Quiet Pills and their potential involvement in the assassination? I firmly believe that the Lake City Quiet Pills existed as mm -hmm. a job posting board for some possibly sus operations. Yeah. However, I'm like 85% sure that they did not do the assassination. Yeah. I can say, I'm not going to say 100% because I don't want to be wrong. It's a cold case. Yeah. You know? There's no way to be sure. Right. You? actually surprisingly in basically the same place on this uh i think that the 
board itself and the efforts made to encrypt the messages after they were made public, I think that implies that there was something legitimately going on. I think there was some legitimate like contract work going out. Uh, if not for literally hitmen, definitely for security and surveillance. Uh, and with a motto like Wyatt Pills, referencing uh, military service and bullets, if they weren't literally intending to murder people, they at least were prepared to on their jobs. Mm -hmm. But as for the assassination, I mean, first of all, there was already overwhelming evidence that the Israeli spies did it. Yeah. We, we have nothing to actually confirm that, but they have all the right reasons to be doing it and they have all these interesting connections to places that are involved and it just seems really suspect mm -hmm. but also like i said i did my own investigation into this none of their hotel stuff lined up none of it and then they had random expenses that didn't belong so nothing that was actually described about the party that they were supposed to be holding made any sense to me in terms of connecting to this assassination. On the other hand, that means there's probably some other big operation that happened that went completely under the radar mm -hmm. because I don't hear anything else that kind of matches up with what we've been talking about today. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think whatever this big mysterious operation they were about to run was, it wasn't the Dubai assassination. Yeah. I will say the sheer number of hotel rooms to me is like, really just bizarre yeah because that's just so many people to need 38 or whatever it was hotel rooms um but the amount of money spent on dancers and alcohol does sound like a party yeah now of course at this point were they on to the fact that people were on this site figuring shit out was that a cover-up maybe it definitely had a different tone from the other messages. Mm -hmm. But if it was a cover-up, then the fact that it coincided with the assassination all the more sounds like just coincidence. Mm -hmm. Now, my last little thought is, um, what do you think the possibility is that this entire thing is like a big prank or something? It's a long con. Because they had like close to a decade of postings overall. Uh, both on the image hosting thing and on Reddit and like various other social media accounts. So it would definitely have been a very long con to pull. I also think that like not everyone can encrypt HTML code. So I'm not, I mean, obviously it could just be a coder playing a long con for a decade, but then they wouldn't really necessarily get all the military references like, aside from this theory, I hadn't really heard of Lake City Arms. Mm -hmm. So to come up with Lake City Quiet Pills seems to me like a reference that the average coder wouldn't get. I, it just, there are certain details which, while not impossible for, like, someone to, to pick up in order to create a hoax, it's just a lot of effort and unlikelihood that in a combination seems to me to imply it probably was a legitimate thing. I don't think this was necessarily a hoax. It's half real. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Lake City Quiet Pills, probably a thing. 
Did they assassinate the chief of logistics for Hamas? No. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, you can find us on our website, conspiracycrasherspodcast.com. Go there because on that website, it has a link to listen, a link for merch. Um, the Patreon link is up through that. You can learn a little bit about us on it. Um, it's a pretty cool place. Um, we also can be found on Instagram at Conspiracy Crashers Podcast, um, where we will be starting to announce next week's episodes on the Instagram by posting some cryptid images for you guys to try and use to figure out what we're covering. We can be found on Facebook at Conspiracy Crashers, on Twitter at, at Conspiracy Pods, and our email if you have suggestions, ideas of what you want us to cover advice, whatever. Tell us your men in black experience in skeleton suits at conspiracycrasher at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all just keep...